Well, not one thing I Nicole said, she was like, Oh, I liked them when Lyle was joking on you. I'm like, All right, you gotta like chill. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be your favorite part of the podcast. Like, we actually talked about topics, <laughs> like things, <laughs> and that's your favorite part. <laughs> yo, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big Cozy, Too Cozy. I'm here with my amigos, you know, Saint Doc Kitch, relaxing, OG Jackson. That's Nigel Spence for the idiots. Yo, guys, let them know who you are. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Spence. You checking in right now in this episode 38. What's going on with you guys? Not much, man. I'm chilling, you know what I mean? Relaxing. Uh, relaxing, no G underscore Jackson, actually. Um, this is the Highly Advised Podcast, where we like to bring y'all good shit every week. You should follow us at Highly Advised Podcast on Instagram and Advise Highly on Twitter. Um, yes, we sir. are cool guys. We talk a lot of shit, all that yes, good shit. Yes, sir. Real, real shit. Not the fucking <laughs> clickbait shit. The shit that you're going to be looking and just polluting your brain. This is real knowledgeable shit. Pick up the book and read it type shit. You got Coquito in your cup, y'all. Hey, man, this is motherfucking pure Nestle water. And you already know about water. You see, get rich, die trying. You know you know how that water works, except I'm not drinking that kind of water. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so anyways, how are y'all doing for the week? How has the week been? Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the week is... The week has been all right. It was a better week than uh, last week, but it, it was a cool week. Um, I'm so glad that we're getting close to Christmas because I am tired of buying gifts. I swear, every day it's gifts. You know, hey, did you get that gift? You know what I mean? Yes. I'm like, I'm just suck. I, 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 I'm just over it. I'm ready More for gifts. the 25th. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I'm over it. I just want the 25th to get over here so this way everybody could open up their shit and yeah Merry Christmas all right and we can move on well you know like for me I haven't even got started buying gifts yet that's a crazy shit and I got a niece and nephew just sitting there waiting I, I have no idea what I'm gonna do I haven't got a tree I got some lights to hang up and that's about it over my window but it's like I feel like I haven't done a lot to really get in the Christmas spirit you know what I mean and plus my birthday's coming up like I'm more like in a couple of days I'm more thinking about that at the moment yeah, I, I mean, I bought I bought a tree, so you know what I'm saying I, I'm gonna put that to some good use, uh, in for this holiday season, of course. So, but I, I still got it. I, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm necessarily in the same boat. Like I ain't I ain't got no gifts for I haven't gotten any gifts for anybody at this point. Uh, but more than likely, I'm gonna just have to gift card it out because I mean, because of COVID, I I keep it a buck with you, man. I don't even really want to be in the stores right now because like I'm not sure if you've seen, but like the the cases are like spiking again. So for me, I'm about to either I'm an Amazon promise to you or I'm gonna have to give you hit you with a gift card. So but hey man, my motherfuckers should be grateful either way, you know. Because exactly. you don't have to give them shit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like so. I mean, I I, I say like this, like I'll get someone what I can get someone. Like I actually this week I've actually been like running around going to different stores, getting different stuff for like things I wanted to cook before like the the holiday season ends right so I've been doing a little bit of that this weekend I've looked at some things for people to shop for but like you said like you're gonna get whatever this budget can handle at the end of the day so like if if you get enough that five dollar gift card just know it came from the heart 
and I got you next time around. You know what I mean? So hey, hey man, for real. Like shit, you could just get that that person motherfucking 99 cent Christmas card. They they gotta be grateful for that. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm like, you take the card, it's nothing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna tell yeah, they're gonna tell you, yo, there's nothing in the card, Lau. There's hey, nothing man. in the card. It's my signature. You know, you know how much you know how much signatures are going for from eBay. Been signed by the coziest man. Exactly. Yeah, the coziest, the most relaxed Christmas card you would ever get. You know what I mean? And and like how so speaking of like like really bizarre, bizarre, bizarre things, right? So let me tell you about my little bit of shopping experience before we get into the the topics of the day right so i'm sitting here and i bought i bought a gift for a certain somebody and i'm not gonna say it because if this person listens to the podcast they're gonna know who so i bought a gift so i'm right here i'm calling fedex hey i i pay for the extra shipping where's my stuff where is it at oh uh sir uh you know mr cozy we're really sorry it uh, it's actually supposed to arrive you know on december Blank. I'm not going to say the day because that person is going to expect it. So so I'm calling a company where I ordered the stuff at. I'm like, hey, you guys need to give me this money back. You, it, I pay for the extra shipping. M- Mr. Cozy, matter of fact, not only will we give you your money back, we're, we're going to give you a coupon. So the next time you buy from us, it, it'll be, you know, uh, on us, on us. I might throw an extra 5% in there and I, I won't take you to court. Done deal. And then so that was my little shopping experience. Throw <laughs> <laughs> extra five percent in there. I won't take you to court, man. <laughs> man, nah, FedEx. They brought some packages for somebody that I know and just dumped them outside my house in the rain. <laughs> they were like, "Fuck oh, y'all!" Really? Yeah, that shit was nah, crazy. Man. Nah, they probably yard. just. Ah, uh, man, you know how it is. The holiday season, man. They, it, you only get paid if the wheels is on is turning, man. So they like, yo, listen, let me throw this out quick like i know someone that's doing like the um doing the delivery stuff for like one of these companies mm. and like they told me they're like yo they just give me it i just come into work they tell me yo this is the car you driving for the day and just dr- deliver packages for like eight hours so mm. like you know how it is people just be re- half the time people are ready just to get off of work mm. so True. like i imagine True. you having to deliver a package in the rain like on your part-time yeah. job yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Rain, sleet, and snow. Hey, man, you got you. You want this twenty thousand a year or not? You know well, exactly. You know who else got something <laughs> recently? Who, who got uh, something, Nigel? Drop Funk a bomb. Flex. Funk Flex got liposuction Jeez. recently and put it on the internet for the world to see and make fun yeah. of. Because yeah. yo, he that. got saved. He's being saved so much right now because of Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson was such a laughing stock of the whole week that I don't know how this went by, went under the radar for people, yo. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it with Flex. Like, he, all you gotta do is work out, man. I, I man, I couldn't even watch the video. It was a little disturbing. I was just like, oh my god, you know, the way that doctor is going to town, he must have had to pump a lot of shit out of him. You know, it, <laughs> it, it, it was just crazy, man. I, I. Like you said, work out, but you know, you know how some people are. I mean, look at a, look at certain women who who get ass shots and they get their breasts done. You know what I mean? So like, they're they're like, hey man, I'm gonna go to Doctor Miami, you know? And then there's guys out there they have their own version of Doctor Miami. Well, here's my thing, right? Because this isn't like new. You know what I mean? Dudes right. have been getting liposuction for a long time. 
I personally don't care if he gets it, but why do you put the shit online smiling and shit? Like, that shit looks, looks kind of... Maybe he wants people to be okay with getting lipo or something. Like, is that the reason why? Like, I, I like, just don't get it. It's like Lamar Odom. Remember, he was oh, cheesy, but... Yeah, <laughs> like, the, the way they look when they get this shit done just looks so fucking odd, man. It's like, if you do it, hey, do you, but... Just don't look so giddy, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're, yeah. like they're just so happy to be there. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, that's like the thing I don't understand about it either. It's just like, yo, you can do your life, live your live yourself, have your fun. I have no, I have nothing, I have nothing against what Flex is doing, right? But my thing is like, I don't even know if that's even legal to record and while someone's having like a surgery done. Like, is that even legal? Because like. Cause no, you remember, like, good question. Yeah, like I feel like that. There's probably something unsanitary. There's just something weird about the whole thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with if you want to get surgery. Cause like, but there is. I will say this: when it comes to flex, I'm surprised he got away with this because I don't know if you guys remember, but like a couple years back, there was there were allegations about Drake going to Doctor Miami, right? Yeah. And yeah. Funk Flex was like the one, the main one cheesing him, talking about like, yo, wow. what grown man gets surgery? You can't work out, da da da. Your body's fake, this that, and the third. And then it's yeah, like, yeah. now you see like the t- the tables turn, and it's like, fam, I-, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't turn around, to, you can't clown a man for getting uh, surgery. Right? It's always the and ones then- who are hating the most that end up doing the same shit that they're hating on you for, man. They just like Boom. become. They, nah, they just come and take your shit and then they act like they never made fun of you for it or just start giving you props. Like, man, you were on a pro. I was like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like, I don't get it. Like, it, to me, I, it's like one of those things that it never makes sense to me at the end of the day, right? But like, I, I mean, I guess Flex is like living in his truth. I, I, I think more than likely because, I mean, I guess some hate to say it, but, like, Flex is, like, kind of old, right? Mm. And he's still trying to stay alive in, like, this game today. Like, I think Flex is, Flex is, like, such a historical person to the industry and to the, the culture itself because of what he's done at Hot 97. But I think at some point, it's like, dude, you need to kind of go on and do something else. I think he's been, he's been doing radio for, what, 30 years now? Mm. And it's not to say he needs to go off to do something completely different than radio, but it's just, like, if you feel as though to sustain where you are because of social being in front of the camera because of social media now, if you feel like you got to get surgery to do that, maybe you should like reevaluate some stuff, yo, because that looks nuts at the end of the day. Like, it only looks nuts because I'm like, okay, you're you're trying to be an influencer type of thing of recording yourself so you share this with the public. It's like, fam, I don't know. There's just there's a lot of there's a lot of contradictions that go into it when it comes to flex. Like I just feel like if I'm not getting a surgery to stick around just to be like cool with people, just to be one of the cool kids. That's all. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Mm, more power, more power to Fun Flex, and you know, if he wants to look like a chiseled Greek god, then ain't got the money for it. Then let him be, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. I mean, you just gotta let him be. But <clears throat> it's one of those things that you say like, hey, to each his own. Like, I mean. Hopefully, I'll say this, even though, because Flex still is up at the radio, I'm not sure if you guys heard, but, like, Pink Slime was, like, a thing that Mac Miller and Pharrell were working on before Mac, well, before Mac Miller had died. Apparently, they did an album together. So, 
I'll, I'll say this when it comes to Flex. Hopefully, he's the one that breaks one of those records if it ever releases. I mean, like, I'm excited to hear it. That sounds like an interesting duo. You know what I mean? I like Mac, and I, you know, of course, I like Pharrell. So, I think it'll be interesting to hear. Well, him and Pharrell, I'm interested to see how that how that plays out. Definitely with like Mac Miller having the persona of uh, Larry Fish. Uh, what is it, Larry Fisherman? Something so, like that. I, I can't remember at the moment, like what he called himself for his like uh, yeah. producer name or whatever. I heard uh, Wayne and Drake had a new song out. Was that on the uh, most recent like mixtape that dropped or whatever? Yeah, I think Silence Three or something. I think it's Silence Three, right? No, Silence, no Silence Three. Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, I didn't know this, but I heard the the Wayne and Drake song, and I like the song. I didn't know that the tape was it like Dat Piff ex- exclusive. I was kind of like, well, I'm not downloading Dat Piff. I'm just not. I, um. I'm beyond that. If it's not on, if if it's yeah, if it's not on Apple Music because I have an iPhone, I'm not going on my way to go on some that piff. I'm just not. The most I'll do is go on YouTube. But I, you know, to me anyway, uh, the Drake song was cool. I fucks with it. But as far as the mixtape, I don't know. You know, shouts out to the that piff listeners. Maybe they can inform us. You know, make sure you uh, leave a comment on what you guys thought about that. Yeah, definitely, definitely leave a comment. But I'm not even gonna hold you. I didn't know that it was a that piff exclusive, but I don't know. I, I think no, I have. Uh, I keep. I still keep live mixtapes on my phone, just because. Like, because there's some gems that will ne- you can never get on. You'll never get on your iPhone at, at, in terms of Apple Music or even like look at th- some of those Wayne tapes from before that they try to put over on Apple Music. Those things, a lot of those things that transfer over are trash because you can't because of sample clearances. Yeah. But um, I did listen to No Ceilings Three. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not like the I'm not as big of a Wayne fan as I was back in high school. He still has some talent from time to time, but I just feel like his his light is dimmed a little bit. But I have heard this song at least, and I will say this: I feel I'm right behind the statement that I said because Drake smoked his boots on this honestly like to me this was like Drake killed Wayne on this song to me I mean hey I, what you making a face for man I, I, I'm not gonna you talking to me or you talking to Nigel Nigel he made a face when I oh, said I, Wayne, man, Wayne because, got killed on it because every time uh, uh, every time that you know you mention anything great about Drake you know he's gonna make a face he's gonna be like ah oh. I wiped uh, you know. off my eye. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. I haven't even heard the song yet. <laughs> no, nah, I, I thought you had... Nah, I wasn't even trying to be funny. I, I legit thought you had made a face. That's why I, I didn't was make like, a oh. face. I was just wiping off my eye. My eye was itchy. Like, I, I have no idea what the song even it sounds the, like. You know the, what I mean? the excuses. Every time you mention something <laughs> about Drake, he got something negative to say, man. All right. <laughs> no, I haven't heard it, but I'm sure it sounds good. You know what I mean? So I saw the Drake and Wayne. <laughs> That's yeah, all I right. have to say about it. Yeah, I, I will say this, like, I know because of this, like, I, it makes me more excited for the Drake album that's coming. Because if he's rapping like this on his album, we might get, like, how we, how we were talking about LeBron, about, yeah. like, the 0-23-hour thing, when he goes into that zone, I think we might be getting something like that from Drake. If he, if he puts out an album like this, which, let's be honest, we know how Drake is. Drake never puts out an album. He typically he he does a bunch of features that don't sound like his that doesn't sound like his album. But if so, this time around we might be getting something that's like classic worthy, up oh. there with like some of his best work that some people may agree or disagree with. We're so. not getting on that conversation right now. I know what you want to say, but we're not doing nah, that. Listen, well, man. 
We ain't even gotta talk about it. Will you guys buy his uh his merchandise that he's dropping in, in about a week or so? I'm alright. Oh, well, I know you won't buy it because no, you you anti Drake. But no. <laughs> I guess, I guess, no, I support, I guess. Hold on, wait, hold on, wait. I support people <laughs> buying things from artists that they like. I just, me personally, I won't be buying it. That's all. <laughs> Drake's too hard for you, man. Yeah. Hey, I yeah. guess. But uh, yeah, it's like bubble coats and you know winter gear. So uh, if the coats are 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 dope enough, you know, maybe I'll get a coat. Yeah, like. I mean, I I'm be honest. I'm probably not gonna buy it because I know to me, if if it's priced anywhere near like that Drake and the OVO North Face collab that came out like some years ago, it's gonna be like I I'm just not spending six hundred seven hundred dollars on a jacket for Drake. But if it's like reasonably priced, like mm-hmm. for a, a jacket like that, I can understand it costing some bread. But if it's like reasonably priced, I'll buy it. I would buy something like that. But it's really like a um it's really like a roadman type of gear at the end of the day. So which I, I think is kind of dope that Drake's trying to do. He's really trying to push this UK thing into the States like super hard. I mean, so. shouts out to him though, you know. Like I think it's kind of cool. And I think that also supports the thing I said last week about Drake just trying to move into, you know, being more of a person outside of rap getting his money, you know. I think Yeah. I seen a commercial um with him well not a commercial but they were talking about it on the news his candle line is supposed to be dropping yeah that like, shit's crazy he's on the Derek badu shit for real yeah like i, I can't I, I don't know if i'm a buy i'll probably buy drake candle if i get a chance to because it's you probably gonna be like, like him <laughs> come on yo <laughs> that's what it don't is <laughs> yeah we can meet up after we can yo we can talk we can have a talk we can talk after this show's over with you know yeah, that, right? you, you gotta shoot the one now <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Shit, I'm just man. saying. I mean, well, I'll see if he can get you one that smells like Earl Sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, hey, look, I was just asking a question. <laughs> That's all I'm Doris. saying. Doris. Oh, That's man. exactly how Nigel will be. Doris. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, know, I know people are excited for that, uh, that K-pop group that's coming out soon. The uh, KDA group that's, is coming that out. It, yeah, KDA. Um, that group is not. I'm not gonna say it's weird, but it's like it's this very interesting thing I, I ran across on Rap Genius, right? Okay. So I'm like on Instagram and I'm looking at some. You know how Rap Genius to have someone like rap their lyrics, right, mm-hmm. or explain their lyrics. So it's like a digital thing, like a digital person talking. I'm thinking, oh, maybe this is like, um, like a thing like Sia. You know how Sia has her whole thing about you can't see her face. Right. So I'm thinking maybe okay. this is like one of those things. Come to find out, KDA is like apparently a term for like um and gaming, I guess like kill, kill death. death. Yeah, like your kill death ratio or some shit. So it's like that, but it's based on they're actually the members of the group are actually characters from League of Legends. So this is apparently this is like a digital group that is like has like 500,000 followers and like they have like some hit songs in K-pop right now. This is like the weirdest thing I've ever seen before. Imagine having like CJ from San Andreas drop a like fire rap album and it go like number two and it, it would be competing <laughs> against Little Baby. Like imagine that. That'd be that'd be yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, here's what I will say, right? And I know where we, me and Spence, we've had this conversation like a lot recently where like they have these influencers and different groups that are like essentially not real people, but specifically like models that like are 
like not real, but they look real enough to be sold in a product type way to people, right? So, uh, and what I will say is for music, it's a little different because like we've seen people try to sell like, for example, the California Raisins, they had songs that were out. You know what I mean? Like we're not going to see a a raisin walking down the street, obviously, especially not in Claymation, but like you get what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) like, like, you know what I mean? Like, so we, we've seen things that are kind of like this, but we're also entering a phase where it's like turned up to 10 as well. Yeah. And that's the thing that, and that's the biggest thing about this to me is that you, because of, because of the virus itself, like the vid pretty much put everything on ice and people are literally doing everything as, as much as they can from the comforts of their home. Right. So being able to have like a group like this, where we've seen stuff similar, but never to this extent, like imagine, and this could possibly happen. Imagine them creating like a Britney Spears of like that's a digital person just like a digital image that just they just have singers and songwriters like essentially that's someone that never dies that artist could be as big as that artist can live forever essentially and literally look the same it's like mickey mouse essentially but or like barbie exactly but the only thing is i don't know how it'll be received like will people actually get tired of it because it's like this is like something that's new that like you said we've seen things that's similar but just not this exactly well could would you compare it to like that the old group the gorillas you know how like exactly. you never you've never seen them in person i'm sure if you deep dive into google but you know publicly they're always like animated characters you know you're not going to see them i mean daft puck is another relatable one i mean yeah. yes you you know they're humans but they always wear you know crazy helmets and shit like that to hide the, their and, selves. And here's what I'll say, right? Especially, like, for Daft Punk, because that's what I think about. Like, I, um, you know, I'm really into Daft Punk or whatever. And um, when I think of music, I think that type of character can go along for a while. But when I think of, like, things like Barbie that are evergreen, you know, Barbie, while people still do support Barbie and buy Barbie, Barbie is also somewhat aged just because of when it came out and what it represented when it was first made into a thing. You know what I mean? Barbie always had Ken, like always for a fact. In today's day and age, things could be a little different. So by default, they have to age to a certain degree. But well, what, what about, but, go ahead, spend my bad, man. Well, I, I was just going to say, because I know like what my niece, like she plays, but like, Barbie what Barbie said, what Barbie did though, was just adjust to the game. Exactly. And realizing like, Hey, Oh, mate, like, have you guys seen the, well, I can't even say about it, but I can't even name the show because people that haven't seen it get an idea, but it's no different than like, hey, this doesn't appeal to, like, Barbie eventually realized like, hey, there's more diverse people that want that want dolls that look like them. So they what they did was create a line that fit within Barbie's universe. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. there's no different than like, let's say what they do is like, hey, we realized we can, we're going to take this member out the group and let them have a solo career, essentially, that they own at the end of the day and then replace it with somebody else. And it's like, oh, it just, the it could be KDA, but KDA could be just different. They just change it out, like, as if it's like, um, like maybe like League of Legends or some shit like that. I'm not sure, but like one of those things, just like rotating someone out of a band, essentially. 
Well, I about to comment. Yeah, I was going to say to relate it kind of like to video game stuff. And I'm not really familiar with League of Legends and all that. But like, what about like Mario, right? Mario was out before we were born. And look at it now, it's still a prominent figure in like pop culture or whatever like that. So, and um, I mean, of course, they didn't really add diversity. It's still a fat plumber with his, you know, with his brother running around chasing a, a turtle that's captured the princess, but that you know, it's still find herself lost in the same neighborhood. Yep, yeah, always in some random castle, right? But in another dude's crib, yeah. but you yeah. know, again, a black back blown out and all that. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Mar- Mario putting on that Superman cape every time. Yeah, you know, did you ever see that? Um. Did you ever see uh, Hot Damn I Rock back in the day when he did the Mario versus Luigi? Yeah. No, no, actually, yeah, actually. Oh, you know what? That's the same guy that um, he used to be popping on YouTube, and now he's he has like controversy with the guy from Wild and Out and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he had controversy, but yeah, him. I didn't know that part either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I seen that. Yeah. Before before we like venture too off, and I guess so we can get off this topic, I'll just say like. For my part, at least. Yeah, like things will be evergreen because of, you know, who they are. Like Mario will be around forever because he's Mario. But I guess by default, he'll never be younger than Crash Bandicoot. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no. Oh, yeah. Ab- yeah, absolutely. I think, but it's also the thing of like Mario, even though Crash Bandicoot can never be Mario either. I mean, when you look at Crash Bandicoot and Mario, we know who's who. You know what exactly, I'm saying? exactly. And I think, like, I think there's truth to every part of it. I don't think one way is necessarily the right answer. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it, I will say this though: it does show us, like, all in all, that like, we're what we're on the cusp of when it comes to music is something totally different. I think, I think at least lets us know, like, hey, right now people are putting like, od effort into. Uh, into entertaining people from the comfort of their home right now. Like, right. I'm not sure if you guys saw, but like, I I saw one of little baby's new videos, <laughs> right? And like, it looks like he's like in Fast and Furious and <laughs> and like uh, the Triple X movie with uh with uh, uh what's his name Ice Cube and Vin Diesel, yeah, and all of that shit. Like, it looks crazy, but it's going back to that whole. To me, at least, it's going back to that whole thing of like the early 2000s with like storylines and all this wildness though so 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 let me tell you i've never seen somebody so casually kill and try try to kill and murder people from a a car that is shooting machine guns (laughs) and a helicopter while rapping just like doing his thing like really really singing all of his lyrics shout out to little baby that shit was funny as hell no i i i fucks with the video because i i like see i I'm not a big fan of videos where it's just mad girls sitting there just twerking and clapping all the time. I'm like, that gets played out. You know what I mean? When when you try to watch a rap video, it's kind of like it was spent, say, back in the early 2000s, there's some type of storyline. There's some type of theme to the video. That's why you're watching the video, you know? If you want to watch porn, you're going to tune into some porn. You're not you're not trying to see... And I'm not saying that girls twerking on rap videos is... There's, there's nothing wrong with that, but if that's like the consistent thing from majority of the rap game it does get old you Not know what 100% i mean percent of the time right yeah. exactly exactly switch it up yeah exactly so that video everybody by little baby and yes it's called everybody listeners i i know With three hours 
Yes, I know everybody's the proper word, but that's how Lil Baby wants to call his his song. So that that video to me though, I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. Like Nigel said, you know, this guy, he's kind of like an ultra spy, but he's able to, you know, miraculously kill all the cat rappers as what the descriptions was saying of the people he was killing. <laughs> yeah. And just rapping while he's doing it too, with yeah. a smile. <laughs> yeah, slept good at night, man. Get rid of all the cap out, out there. But like I mean, yeah. I, I was I will say this though, like watching that video, it let me know like I don't know about y'all, but this feels like it's like a superstar in the making type of video. Like you're not getting that with like your your like the artists that are like just coming up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like last time I seen an artist do something like this and they were coming up was probably future. I can just offhand, like it's other artists, but offhand future, and that's like Tony Montana. And I was yeah. like, that had like a theme to it. But seeing something like this, this looks like a like a superstar in the making. Like he's he's doing the treatments that you would see like a Nicki Minaj or even a Cardi B at this point, or yeah. possibly like something Meg will probably be doing at some point in time. And and uh Spence, man, you should really let the listeners know about you swapping out one of the Grammy-nominated rap albums. And I actually agreed with you on this one. You, you okay. know, he he was saying that um, Lil Baby should replace one of the artists. I can't remember the artist's name right now, but he oh, should replace. There we go. Yeah. yeah. He said should replace his album. And I agreed with him, man. I was like, you know, Lil Baby's actually killing it. You know, I have not. Lil Baby, he he's dope. You know, and there's no hit on him. I think we um definitely should have probably had his album on our end of the year list as well. I was thinking like that would have been a good one just to have on the end, just because I think as far as those type of albums, like the more melodic rap, especially that's definitely one of the more, one of the more entertaining ones for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, I, my, that was my biggest thing. Like when I was playing some, some of one of his songs, whatever song I sent to you guys, I was just like, yo, it's undeniable that, Lil Baby, like, though, like we were saying before, like, though you have a big year and so on and so forth, like, at the end of the day, like, will he win? I wouldn't necessarily say so. He probably would just because he's the biggest artist in that category in comparison in terms of, like, the year. But knowing the year he's had based off the success of his music, and if you really listen to his music, don't get me wrong, he talks about the same stuff every rapper does, but he has those moments where he has those in, introspective moments at least. And I'm like, fam, there's no way you put D Smoke, no offense, you put D Smoke on there. Nobody, I haven't heard one person talk about his album the whole year. He was on Netflix. Like, Is it a good album? Like, has anybody I'm, listened I'm, to it? I'm not sure if he's a great, he's a really good rapper. He's a really great rapper. Don't get me wrong. I might've played it once. He's a great rapper. I just don't think he deserved the right to be there. And when I'm thinking of, yeah, like over little baby, especially like, especially like, and don't get me wrong. We had the whole thing about melodic rap, but like at the end of the day, like you can call it melodic rap. It's just another genre of rap. Exactly. So in my opinion, because I was, I did listen to his album. Like, I think he does deserve to get a little bit more shine for the year that he's had because he's had a pretty amazing year for what, you know, he's able to get done, especially even when uh, when things were really hot during the summer with the uh, George Floyd situation. He put out a song that was very big around that time, put out a big album this year. Like, he's had a great year. Yeah, yeah. and then and then Evan gave us some entertainment with Young Jock. Like, <laughs> before I go broke like Jock. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he, like, he's literally, like, created, like, 
he's covered all the bases for the year at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Having the number one and two song in Apple Music, and even I think earlier this week, he even had like the number one trending video on YouTube over the weekend or something. Yeah. So on top of that, he only turned 26, bro. Like someone being that young. Sagittarius, she, I would have thought. Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z's a Sagittarius. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm going to let y'all live. You know what I mean? Like, fair enough, fair enough. Happy belated birthday to Jay-Z also. Like, yeah, had to throw that fi- in there. Happy birthday yeah, the big 5-1. Sure. But yeah, um, like when it comes to like Lil Baby, like overall, when it's all said and done, like he just had such a great year. And that's one of the reasons why I, I had to rethink myself and be like, yo, he really deserves this, right? And like, it kind of like made me like really think of like different artists over the year, right? And it's, some things can be bittersweet because like with G Herbo in this case, G Herbo earlier this week, he got uh, he got on Forbes list for 30 under 30. And then unfortunately right after that, uh, I believe the feds came and actually arrested him for like, fu- like wire fraud or something, unfortunately. That's so crazy, man. Yeah, man, that, sh- that shit is crazy. He's He's not having a superstar year like a uh, little baby, but I thought he was having a solid year. You know, he was able to drop a uh, two albums, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And it it just seemed like, you know, he he was just on a roll. Whether you're a fan of G Herbo's music or not, he, you know, he was doing what a rapper should be doing, trying to be consistent, coming out with music. And yeah. his fans seem to look like really enjoy what he's putting out. And for him just to get caught up at the end of the year, last month of the year, in some form of fraud, it's like, damn, you know, it goes to show 2020, you know, has no mercy for nobody. Plus, um, wasn't he trying to do the whole thing with therapy with kids in, his, in Chicago yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah so that it's too. Like, you know, he's trying to do good things out here. So I, I can't really say I know much about his case and what's going on, but um, but, definitely, I mean, you know, shouts out to him. Yeah, I mean, well, with the case, the whole thing is, um, from my understanding of what I've looked up is, apparently, I didn't know there's designer puppies, apparently, yeah, that people that. can purchase. I mm-hmm. never knew. I'm not an animal person like that. So, like... With no knock to dogs and shit, but like I'm just not an animal person, so I didn't know that. But apparently, I guess he was having his manager or whatever buy like puppies and buy designer puppies and buy like Lamborghini cars and going on like spent. He spent millions of dollars, is what they're saying. But the way from what it sounds like, it was his manager and the people around him using the cards and like booking vacation trips and villas and all of this allegedly. They, because it's conspiracy, of course, it's the fact that all you have to do is know about something. Right. I don't have to participate, but I just know that you're doing this. Or I gave the okay to do it. So right. they kind of got him tied up because of like this designer puppy thing that was, I guess, his manager used uh, uh, wire fraud or pretty much someone cracking cards, taking someone's ID or whatever, using a credit card to buy the, buy the pup. So it's unfortunate, but I'm like, I'm hopeful. I'm hoping that like, that's not what's being said isn't true in his case because it's it seems like he's loosely connected to it because like it, it if it is if he does get convicted of it it's luckily like because of the type of crime it would be like a short sentence but hopefully hopefully he's able to get out of it because after hearing about him I right actually right before hearing about him I heard about Casanova also because he got hit up in I think a Rico charge or something like that or something with conspiracy with like drugs and murder and everything. It's been a dark, it, like I hate, like after talking about little baby, this I hate talking about stuff like this because it's so dark in comparison to all the stuff we've been talking about so far. But I mean, but that's what, that's, I mean, that's reality, right? 
right? Like one side of the spectrum, you're going to have positivity. Somebody's getting all the glamour, the awards, yada, yada. And the other side of the spectrum, you have somebody going through some shit, like some right. bad shit. And like, for, unfortunately for G Herbo and Casanova, they're being hemmed up and tied up with, with the law right now. And it sounds like Casanova's situation is a lot worse than G Herbo's situation. And of course we... You know, we're not, hey, we're not fucking prosecutors, so we're not going to read by the book and really give detail by detail and give our opinions on who's right and who's wrong and who should be locked up or not. But it's just like, it's still an unfortunate situation that somebody is going through that. Whether they did it or not, it's kind of like, damn, you know, it's not a positive thing to really be going through. Nobody wants to go through that. Exactly. Like I said for the last one, you know, I don't know much about their cases, so you know, I hope everything goes well for both of them. Yeah, like I, I hope everything goes good for him. I mean, I know Casanova, he he did wait to turn himself in, mm. so because I, and which I can understand, he probably want to get some stuff out of the way before he before you go to jail at the end of the day. So he was able, but he did leave like a video to his fans or whatever, telling them like, "Hey, I'm innocent of everything that's going on," and just be and telling rap. Sending a message to her to be mindful of like who they put themselves around. So it's 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 sad nonetheless. Like it reminds me of like an interview I just taxed on in jail. So it's there's some sad things that happen in the culture, but it's like I, I'm hoping that we all can just make these things learning lessons, you know. What I mean? Well, if you but, um and better news. I was about to say, like, there's a situation going on where it seems like people are taking a chance in trying to learn a lesson with HBO Max saying that they are putting out a lot of Warner Brothers movie releases out on their service for throughout the year. So that means movies like the new Conjuring movie, the new Suicide Squad movie. Uh, wow, what other movies are they trying to put out? Like Wonder Woman, like everything. Yeah, really? Wonder Woman is going to be like the first big one, which is actually coming out this year and just, hmm. I mean, this month. Um, there's other movies like, you know, Dune, uh, if people know who that is, Mortal Kombat, that's coming back. So that's going to be a movie. So HBO Max, oh. go ahead. Spence. Question. So you, these movies are like new movies, not like, yes, like reboots. No, like, movies that are slated to release throughout next year are coming to HBO Max where you can watch them in the living room at the comfort of your own home and expense. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. The whole yeah. lineup for Warner Brothers. That, it's a lot should, of shit. Yeah. That, it, is, that is huge from HBO. That is a huge thing crazy. for AMC and Regal. <laughs> That's who it's a huge thing for. Well, definitely check check the lineup oh, out, listeners. Yeah, yeah it, it's one of those things like, hey, it's going to be out on the theaters on the same day you can stream it from home. Now, I don't know if it's like a Disney plus thing where you got to um, pay like a premium price to watch the movie or you get it like, Hey, if you buy HBO max, you get, you get the movie too. So uh, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Cause we were kind of talking about this and, and in the past, like, Hey, I think these streaming companies, they're starting to do, you know, you could put whatever, whatever they want to put. Now, granted, there's a lot of money involved and a lot of the directors who direct these movies, they have a say like, hey, I want my movie in theaters only or not. But uh, for HBO to go ahead and take the risk and try to like break the ice of like, hey, we're going to be releasing all of our movies that could generate millions for us in the theater. We're going to put them on our app, hoping they'll get that return by people purchasing the app of course and shit like that you know it's it's a big move and honestly me and Nigel we talked about 
we talked about like, hey, we might get this fucking HBO Max app. There's no point not to. There's a lot of movies I want to see. And you're telling me I don't have to go out to see the shit? Now, some movies, like, for example, Tenet, I'm very glad I saw that in the movie theater. But it's like at the same point in time, like, I know I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't really give too much of a fuck about Wonder Woman. I want to watch that shit from the comfort of my home. If yeah. I watch it at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, so it's one of those things where it's going to be a high risk because these people get the app for the movie and then get rid of the app once they see the movie or do they keep it for the long term? And I would assume they want these people to stay forever. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, they got my best, friends, but they got like exclusive shows and shit on there too, like Disney Plus, Hulu, yada, yada. So it's like, so if you get the app, yes, you you're, you may be getting the app for the movies, but there is still shows on there that, you know, you can't get nowhere else that you're going to be able to watch and that, you know, there's they're starting to beef up their exclusive shows on there too. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm not familiar. Like I I don't have HBO, so I'm not familiar with like the shows and stuff like they have on there. But I do know they they do carry like a good amount of shows and everything like that. And they've they've been making their way back in like the most recent years, especially. Like this is like really huge for them. And I'll be honest with you, like even it's like fifteen dollars a month. You pay fifteen dollars a month for, per month, or you pay eleven, or you pay for a year subscription at eleven dollars a month. So like, if you think about it, right, like the movies that they're going to probably be putting out because it's, they're going to allow it to be from the comfort of your home. These movies are probably going to be like two hours long, two and a half hours long, each one. So like, I'll be honest with you. It, it'd be hard to, it, it would be hard for someone to actually buy the movie or not buy the movie, but buy the subscription for just like that month and be like, yo, I'm going to try to go through all of these movies. Cause I'm, I'm quite sure from just the the label, the songs, well, not the songs, but the movies that you guys have said, it sounds like this is going to be like crazy releases month after month after month. Imagine getting like Wonder Woman, then uh, like, I'm not sure if Marvel, not Marvel's under Fox, not uh, HB. Like you just getting those type of, huh? Marvel's under Disney. Yeah, Fox, Disney, Disney owns Fox, right? Um. Yeah, like uh, just imagine getting these type of things back to back to back every month. You're getting like a hit movie every month. That's crazy. And only you're, you're paying $15 a month, right? Which would be the equivalent of paying for a ticket, essentially. Yeah. But you can watch all the movies you want for a month for $15 for the price of one ticket. For a person, I'm not a, a movie person necessarily, but as a person that likes a good storyline, it's well worth it if you're going to be stuck in the house. I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be an interesting move. I think it's a power move on um, the HBO part and for Disney to pull things like that, because I think the first movie that went this way was Trolls through Universal, and they released it like strictly through Amazon, and they made a lot of money off of it because they released it through essentially their own means, which took mm-hmm. away money from AMC and Regal. So those stocks have plummeted since they made those announcements. Now, I'm not sure when you say a plummet, I'm not sure how much that means for them. I need to check because I'm actually invested in one of those companies. And like, it's just like uh, one of those things where, you know, how does this really play out as far as a business move? Yeah, I mean, it, it I, I think for them overall, for like movie theaters overall, it's, they're going to take a loss, right? They'll take a loss in terms of like the hit from this, but... At the same time, I believe earlier this year, Amazon had stated something about they were actually going to start going into theaters. So, like, I mean, I think, I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, like, I think when it comes to the power moves, like, this is a power move for HBO and Warner. Like, 
that's a huge power move because this is like what is considered like the creme de la creme or like practically number one in the movie in the movie industry. Mm-hmm. So it's a power move to say, hey, I'm gonna give you guys this stuff, but primarily I want people to come to come to my my app to watch the movies. So, but I think I, I think these brick and mortar stores or any type of brick and mortar, there some are going to survive. Like movie theaters, they'll find a way, mm-hmm. but it'll have to be through some alternative measures. I do believe, like they'll have to find some way of like maybe just take just finding different. I'll, I'll just leave it at this because there's there's so many intricate ways to think of it. But I think they'll just have to find other ways to get people inside the door, right? And so many words, so right and uh. You know, when it comes to selling things, like I know people on OnlyFans have no problem getting people to come inside the door, especially when you're people. Oh my God. You know? Your descriptions. <laughs> you come nah. inside the door. Like, come yeah, on. <laughs> no, nah, they, they have people going in and subscribing. Like, they don't care. It's like, hey, like, you got a picture of, you know, da 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 da. All right, tell me where and when and how much. Nah, but you know, they're changing the model up at OnlyFans now, right? What do you mean? They're- they're um they're trying to set this business. I think now they're trying to set the the company to like a billion dollar valuation or something like that, and or it might have been it might have been even a higher number than that. But pretty much what what they're doing now is they're really trying to push for like influencers and uh, artists and everybody like that to actually create an OnlyFans page, right? Because you'll have someone like Cardi B, for instance. I think she made like a thousand dollars just from posting like her behind the scenes of her like uh getting pictures done for LA or something like that magazine LA magazine so it's it's honestly what they're doing now is and it makes sense I get it what they're going to try to what they're looking to do now is trying to give celebrities a, another form of money right they said if Kim Kardashian could get 1% of her followers right to pay for uh, her OnlyFans she would make 23 million a month like when you put that into consideration, it, it's, it sounds crazy, but right now they're really, they're, fo- they're trying to push it towards influencers, artists, and creators, honestly, like creating a, t- like, it'd be like me creating a cooking show on a paywall at this point. That's all. Like it, I mean, to me, I think it's a smart move uh, in all reality. So, man, I mean, shout out to all the ladies that do OnlyFans and, you know why they're doing OnlyFans and you know what their content is about and you know why that's what they're getting paid. But I think OnlyFans, I understand when the women, they do explicit things and they're getting mad money off of that. I get it. But if you're paying for behind the scenes footage of like music videos or just anything, I'm like, you know, you, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. I mean, that's dumb. That's, I want to go that. I want to go that uh, far. Yeah, <laughs> that. But that shit used to be free on like YouTube. Like, hey, we post a behind the scenes video on this. You know, guys, check it out before the actual official video releases. Like now, you're talking about you're gonna have fans pay behind a paywall just to go see like fucking bloopers or see how something gets created. Like that to me is. That's whack, man. That's fucking whack. And I just feel like that's exploiting the, the you know, people who who don't know how to manage money. I mean, granted, it's a business. And, you know, if you're at a sucker, oh, well, right? Kind of like junkies. A lot of junkies, they suckers. But it's just kind of like, uh, I, I'm being serious. But it, it's just, <laughs> it, but it, 
I just look at that shit. It's kind of like, man, I, OnlyFans to me, man, it's just kind of like, look, more power to you if you if you're really invested in all that. If you really, if if that's like your world and your image, but I. Uh, to me, like outside of the explicit shit, and I can understand why you're going to force somebody to pay for some, you know, explicit content, but shit like that, like, hey, you know, if you want to see our sketches, you got to pay 15 bucks. Well, like, that's ridiculous. Like Dr. Umar, you know what I mean? Come on. You, you guys going to pay for the, his $25 OnlyFans, $50 oh to be part of like the platinum membership or whatever? Like, come on, man. I mean, I'm not, but like, I, I don't, listen, I, to some extent I'm with you, right? I understand it to some extent where it's like, when, when it's like material like that, I'm, I totally understand because it's like, you're paying for something that's to me personally is not really important. Right. It doesn't justify anything in my life, but like, I will say this, like you, the one thing I have noticed with not necessarily, cause I'm not on OnlyFans, but necessarily like the people that I watch, right. In terms of like, people that talk about like finances and all that type of things or ads or whatever. A lot of those people, what they're doing now is using OnlyFans from that perspective of, hey, I'll teach you this course, but you just pay behind for, is, I'll put it behind a paywall. So from that perspective, I get it from a, a more of a creative perspective. It makes sense. But from the perspective of, hey, you get to see, you get to watch a video of me take pictures and you pay me $25 a month to watch me take pictures of me walking toward me going to eat food before I go into the radio station. Yeah. That to me is excessive because that's, to me, that's stuff that can go on your Insta story. Well, it's, well, it's, hot, it's hot. It's scamming. You're scamming people out of their money. How are you stealing people money for free? How's that scamming? You gave well, me your money. Hold on. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So the only people who really That's suffer. a transaction. The only people who really suffer is the people who are trying to do it independently. You know what I mean? Because it's like they suffer, but at the same point in time, they have people who, you know, will bring in more traffic like a Kim Kardashian and like da-da-da-da-da, whoever, however many models that get on there. But it's like at the same point in time when you're, you know, the girl down the street stripping online, it's like you're not going to get anywhere near the amount of clicks and it's going to be harder for you to get clicks, you would think, with bigger celebrities being on there. Uh, well, I think that depends, right? Because there's some people where they like, they're not into propaganda. They don't like shit that they know that they can't really reach out to, you know, without a certain type of means versus like, oh shit, that's uh, you know, and I don't know anybody about this name. This is just hypothetical. Oh shit, that's Susie? Susie, Susie she's doing what? Su Susie stripping? What? Okay, let me see what she got going on. Damn, I I knew she got that going on. Damn, Susie. You know what I mean? That, uh, some, versus somebody local that you may know. You know what I mean? And I, and I can understand why females do, right? Because I've seen a, a picture on Instagram where a female is like, look, I make almost 100000 a month off of uh, OnlyFans. And I don't even know who this girl is. She's, uh, And I don't think she's some type of celebrity. So I'm just saying, like, I think for the local girls or the less, the girls that... I should call them girls, but for um, the women that are not celebrities like Kim Kardashian and Cardi B, et cetera, I don't think it's bad for them at all. I still think, you know, now I think if they're doing shit like, hey, do you do you just want to see me walk down the street in jeans and watch my butt move? Yeah, that's, you know, people will stop. They're going to, somebody's going to leak their whole channel immediately. But if if they're giving out explicit content and all that stuff like that, 
I still think that people are, they're going to tune in no matter what. Believe it or not, man, we we live in a at least this country. There's a lot of perverts out there, right? And for real, there, there's a lot of perverts, and yeah. and, the, and these perverted people they're willing to pay their hard earned money to just see a little bit of little bit of action. You know apparently what I mean? This dude was walking around my neighborhood, and this was like reported years ago. But apparently, this dude was walking around like beating the shit outside of people's windows. Oh my god! Yeah, I know, man. That shit's super fucking crazy. I think about this. Oh. I'm like, I hope he's like not just creeping around. You know what I mean? Hopefully, I hope he got help. That's why I, I, I hope he got help too, man. For real. Yeah, I hope he got help because that's that's unfortunate. That's uh, that's unfortunate. But like, oh boy. Speaking, actually, speaking of OnlyFans, right? I'm not sure if you guys saw, but um, you know Rachel Ostovich, because after her last loss, she says she's creating an OnlyFans account. Go for her. She's definitely gonna get some money. Yeah, she's uh, like probably one of the hottest uh, fighters too. I I I, I look at that. Up cozy. No, um um. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a very holy man. I'm, um, you know what I mean? You guys know. So no, I'm not. Ten prayers a week, I feel you. Yes, sir. Ten prayers a week, you know. Um, But uh, for (laughs) regards to her, before we we move on, you know, I was rooting for her because I was like, you know, I hope she was a good fighter. But unfortunately, as you guys know, her, her, her appearance didn't match the level of skills she had. So for her to do OnlyFans, I mean, hopefully she makes more money than she did in the UFC because in UFC, more than likely she's going to get cut, you know? <laughs> you got to sit here dying like... <laughs> no, it's not... It's Nigel face, yo. I oh. looked up, right? I just looked at... Nigel couldn't even look at the screen. He just looked away just like, yo... Ten prayers. <laughs> ten prayers. Of, I, like I, I guess that's what the ten. <laughs> would have thought the ten would stand for that one day. That's, hey, what, what do you think? What did you think the ten meant? I mean, <laughs> let the people know. I, I'm just saying, maybe the, maybe it is ten prayers now. I, hey, maybe, you know, ten prayers hey, are good It used to be ten bricks, you know. Now it's ten <laughs> prayers, and you know it's called. I was trying to help the image, man. I was trying to clean you up, man. Hey. Hey man, everybody evolves. You know what I mean. Everybody evolves. You think, uh, what's his fucking name? The the original Scarface from Chicago. Do you think he's publicly going out there like, yeah, man, I'm I'm a fucking murderer and a and a mobster? No, he's probably like a saint. And publicly, he's the saint. When everybody knows behind the scenes, hey man, this is the guy that you don't want to come across with. You know, fucking around with. And, I mean- and that, I'm telling you, man. I'm like Ric Flair. You know what I mean? Just a lot of, lot of gator, a lot of, lot of gold and all that stuff. But I'm a ple- I'm gonna be the disaster. What is they call it? The, the, the cowardly hill. You know what I mean? Like, I do- <laughs> underhand tactics to walk away with the championship. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, speaking of tactics, actually, <laughs> I was waiting. I was about to say, speaking of, go ahead, you got it. Yeah, nah, talking about tactics. I don't know if you saw because uh, Clarissa DeShields, she's actually she's going to have her first MMA match uh, in 2021. For people that don't know, Clarissa DeShields is like a unified uh, champion. I'm not, I forget the weight class she's at, but she's pretty much the the phenom. Like she is the the creme de la creme she's of the one. Yeah, she's the one of creme de la creme of boxing, female, of women in boxing, and she's actually cho- chosen to cho- chosen to join the PFL for her first MMA fight. So, what do you guys think about that? So, I I'm cool with it. 
and I think it's cool that she wants to actually challenge herself. She's tired of knocking out cans and, you know, people coming out the fucking stands. So, you know, kudos to her where she actually wants to put her, her, you know, her boxing skill set to the test, a real test. Now, unfortunately, the PFL, you know, let's let's be real. The PFL is not really uh, a a superior league when it comes to women's MMA. But what I will say that uh, the fact that she's going to go and actually try to, you know, do MMA and what she's doing really well in boxing. I got to give her kudos for that because, you know, a lot of these boxers, they, all they do is, you know, talk shit on Twitter. I'll knock out MMA fight, but none of them won't do shit because they're all fucking scared to do so. And Clarissa, she's, she's actually, you know, Hey, she's putting her words into actions and I support that. So if she goes over to the PFL and win a couple fights, you know, I'll, I won't even be mad or hating or, or, or none of that because I'm like, you know, she's actually trying to prove like, Hey, I'm the baddest woman in the world. And hopefully after a few wins from the PFL, she actually gets signed to the UFC, you know, just just cut the shit. Let's not drag her out beating no names forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what a lot of it is like, you know, with her trying to fight in the PFL, it just makes sense for her to kind of, you know, get her legs underneath her and whatever. And not only that, it seems like she's taking more of like a, like a Holly Holm type rule where Holly Holm joined like a lower organization, got a few wins under her belt, and then came into the UFC and then won the title. So it seems, and not only that, I mean, shit, they're even training at the same place. So I'm sure like it might be a little bit easier to make that transition with somebody like Holly Holm and her training camp, you know what I mean? Who knows some of the downfalls of trying to make the transition from a, sing- a sport where only one martial art is used in comparison to where multiple martial arts are used and it might be able to help her out. One thing, one thing I will say is she had an interview with Brett Okamoto. She's she's kind of downplaying the ground game a bit. I mean, she's aware that she has to go, you know, she has to go train wrestling and train jujitsu and work on her clinch and grappling. She didn't even mention clinch, so but work on a grappling. She was like, Oh, Brett Akamoto was like, Okay, what do you think is harder from trying wrestling or jujitsu? She's like, Boxing, that's something that you gotta do all your life. With jujitsu, I could be a black belt on two years. Now, if you know that's anything not, I, go ahead. If you know anything about the sport of MMA or not even MMA, just fucking jujitsu, right? If you're a fucking jujitsu guru, you know uh, how wrong that's extremely very wrong. That's like you telling somebody who's coming out of high school, you could get your master's degree in two years. It's no, you can't. It's impossible. In jujitsu, you cannot get your black belt in two years. You cannot. For multiple you just reasons, can't. that's wrong. Yes. Yeah. So I hope that that's people in her ear. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Not only that, but it's like, who are you getting that black belt from? Because, I mean, like, if you ask Chael Sonnen for the Noguera brothers, you know, their (laughs) black belts weren't worth shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, McDojo's. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know where she got that information from because... Even, even if, let's just say in a, let's say in a fictional world, that was true, right? Just because you get a, even if she could get a black belt in two years, that does not mean you're qualified to, to actually fight someone that's been fighting for years, for all their life. You're not going to go in there and fight Amanda Nunes and be like, yo, I'm a black belt at jujitsu. I'm about, I'm about to just walk my way, have my fun with you. That makes no sense. So like, Yeah. yeah, like for someone from her standpoint being like at the peak 
of what women's boxing is today, right? In terms of being the champion and just being the being the one. So, right. I mean, hopefully, uh, someone like Holly Holm can give her a little bit more insight because Holly Holm was like a world champion in her respected in her respected sport prior to um, MMA, prior to UFC and MMA. So, hopefully, Clarissa DeShield she'll learn. She's gonna learn when she goes in her first match because well, she she'll she'll probably look like CM Punk to some extent. When she goes into her first match, and if she gets taken down, she'll look like CM Punk, not knowing what to do, and that'll be her moment. She realizes, "Hey, this is not what I thought it was, and I need to take this a little more serious." So, well, I mean, when it comes to people who have bad opinions, DC and Ariel came to talk about the Nate Robinson fight this week, and honestly, for me, watching the DC and Ariel show has kind of been somewhat of a headache. Like. I personally, as of recently, have had my problems with things that Ariel Hawani says. He seems that sometimes he chases a little drama in his own little things that he has to say about MMA. But when I hear DC and Ariel talk as to how Dylan Dennis will possibly lose to Jake Paul, I have to scratch my head because it just doesn't make much sense as to see somebody who's actually had legitimate fights and you know has a record and trains with people who you know, would would actually, you know, beat him with no problem like a Connor. It just seems to be kind of odd that they would put that type of confidence in Jake Paul. Yeah, I I agree with you, man. Uh, as of late, I I used to like Ariel Hawani a whole lot, and I still like Ariel, but his show with DC is kind of like, is hitting lo- some lows for me. And I don't know if it's because he's being so buddy-buddy with DC about it, but DC has some of the worst takes in MMA. You yes. know, this is the same guy who was like, oh, you don't do, you do an interim title fight between Justin and somebody else, but you make sure you put Connor on the same card and he's the main event. Like, what? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah, like, what? What are you talking about? And the whole thing with the Jake Paul thing, you know, like, oh, you know, I think he was smoke Dylan Dennis. I'm like, in a sense, they're like the same level, same level, you know, if anything, I, I would rather put stock in, like Nigel said, somebody who's actually fought fighters, you know what I mean? And actually trained with like killers. Like, I don't know how you could say like Daniel Dallas would get absolutely smoked by Jake Paul. You, you're talking about Jake Paul. He knocked out a YouTuber that had that you, when you look at this guy, it's like, come on, you know, you, you got a guy from, he probably was at shop, right? Hey man, I heard you make some popular YouTube. You know, you want to make some money, and uh, who's gonna turn that down? And then he fought Nate Robinson, and everybody knows the world, the whole world knows about what happened with Nate Robinson. So, like, you're telling me Jake Paul is now this ultra master boxer now? Like, and that's why I'm like, these are not good takes, and I understand some people are going to respect what they say because, you know, DC hall of famer, Ariel, he's literally, if there's a sports journalism hall of fame, Ariel will be in there just off his work off of MMA. Yeah, easily. But, uh, but it's just kind of like, you know, like they've been given like bad takes and, and it seems like they're being becoming like more personal with their takes as well. You know? And for me, like when I hear things like that, I'm just like, come on, man. Like y'all, have to be a little bit like better, like with what y'all say. And just like people listen to them and they actually believe what they say. And I'm just like, if you just take that into account and just think about all the things that come with it, like don't sit here and give me your, give me your bad 
your bad takes because somebody who's educated about the sport like myself and you two like we know that the chances of that happening are, are slim plus not let's not act like jake paul looked like the best boxer ever when he knocked out nate robinson he looked if he looked like somebody who wasn't a world beater against somebody who's not a boxer what do you think's gonna happen when he actually steps in with somebody who can actually box you know exactly i mean i think for jake paul the best the best thing that jake paul should be doing if anything would be actually because he's only like 23 right like yeah. at this point the if he won for him he would have to make a decision yo do i want to box do i want to make this my new career and if so like how many years is it going to take until i'm at like uh not an elite level but how many how much work does it will i have to put in between now and my prime years of life and my latter 20s right where i start hitting them prime those prime years what how much work would i have to put in and to be honest with you i don't think he will be able to put he would have the time to put all that work in because of everything else he does right and even if he did i don't think he would be an elite fighter nonetheless right yeah. so like serious Simon. yeah and for him to do that he would have to sacrifice everything that he's doing everything and like, and he and he needs to fight People who who are box who are boxers, you know, I'm not saying throw him in there with fucking Canelo, but he needs to fight people who are like, hey, this is a real boxer. This is a guy who's actually, you know, this is a, his living, you know, not some, you know, He's person at, with someone like that. Yeah, like, well, we know that, but like, hey, man, we're, you're not gonna box this fucking YouTube guy, YouTuber who's fucking. You know, he's the average guy. He's he. You know, this guy is probably weighs one hundred five pounds, and you calling him out, and you gonna make some money because he's known in the YouTube community. Like that's a joke. It's not serious. At least Dylan Dylan Dennis, and I understand people don't like him because he's always talking shit. Blah blah blah. When he fought his fights in Bellator, he fought against people who, you know, that's their livelihood. Like, hey, we're fighters. We're going there. And I always believe when it comes to combat sports, you're only good as the people that you fight, your competition. Exactly. If you're exactly. fighting cans all the time, like Michael uh, Page, in a sense, you're a can too. Because exactly. you see what happened when you fought Douglas Lima. He, he got what knocked out pretty saying? brutally. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you, it's I, the, the Jake Paul thing. Look, a lot of people won't talk about this, but and the Nate Robinson fight, yes, Nate Robinson was running his face into Jake Paul's fist, but Jake Paul got hit in that fight. And I feel like that's a telling of like, hey, look, if Nate Robinson can hit him and as bad performance Nate Robinson gave, imagine a boxer who really understands the game of the sweet science. They could actually hurt Jake Paul, like in a bad way. And I'm not even talking about your elite boxer. It doesn't even have to be a B-level boxer. It could be a C-level boxer, and he could hurt Jake Paul. Look, man, look at um, look at what you call him. If he was, if you threw him in the ring with someone like um, who can I think of? Like. I'm not even going to say someone like AB, but like you could throw him in the ring with someone like uh, Pauli Malinaji, for instance. Yeah. He's granted Pauli Malinaji was a world champion at one point, but he is considered like one of those fighters that was a champion before talent really came in. Right. Okay. He still would be, he would beat the brakes off of Jake Paul. And yeah. that's without question with what, even with the, the weight difference that they probably have between the two of them. Right. So uh, to me, I, I think when you have people like Eric, not Ariel, but um, well, no, Ariel in uh, DC. When you have people like that making these type of opinions, it is unfortunate that it 
that because they are who they are and they've built up a certain credibility that people will start to believe what they have to say. And at that point, I think people have to use some type of logic when it's all said and done, because like you're saying, like when it comes down to someone like Jake Paul, you're, he's getting the brakes beat off of him when it comes to real competition. If he stays a celebrity boxer, I'm fine with that. He yeah. can box everybody on YouTube. He can box every NBA player. Hell, if you want to, put him in the ring with LeBron. I don't care. But right. don't try to sell me some. I'll pay to watch him fight LeBron, right? I would right. pay to watch LeBron fight somebody. I have no right. problem with that. Or, well, I'll just say celebrity boxing Jake Paul, right? Right, right. I have, no pro- I have no problem with that. But don't try to sell me a ticket of, oh, we want to put Jake Paul in the ring with uh, Conor McGregor. I'm not watching that because, for one, don't get me wrong, Conor's a good fighter. But he's not his his main skill is his hands, right? That's his biggest skill when it comes to MMA. But in the same breath, like his boxing is going to his boxing is probably an elite level compared to Jake Paul, and his boxing is not elite level when it comes to boxing. So right. exactly like, when you, when you do that type of math, you say to yourself, like, come on, yo. He honestly, I don't even think he could beat. Um, Amanda Nunes. Like if you put him no, if you put no him if, if you put him in a boxing match with Amanda Nunes, he wouldn't be able to beat Amanda Nunes because her stand-up game is good. So yeah. like 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 when you just when you just break it all down, it's like you have people now that think recognized because there's nothing going on in COVID that they just need something to push. Like I understand that sports is sports is sucky right now. They're trying to hold on to whatever they can. Football is slowly dying out because everybody everybody keeps getting COVID, so they have to postpone fight, uh, games and so on and so forth. And trying to push a basketball season up super fast. I get all of that, but like, don't tell fans some mess about. Oh, I, I think he can actually do good, or he looked great. Let's be honest. At someone that someone like DC, especially when you're at a world championship level, you can't come around and say. Well, I actually look to someone. You actually look to someone like DC to have uh, a good opinion. Definitely, when it's argued like, "Hey, he could have been one of the greatest of all time," yeah. right? Like he's always number two when it comes to like goat conversations, right? Right. Like, so, like someone like that needs to. I, I don't know. Someone needs to pull him to the side. I think they're just pulling a Stephen A. at this point and realizing, "Hey, if I yeah. say whatever, I can get that Stephen A. check." Yeah. At no. this point. I agree with you, Spence. That that might be the reality of this shit, where he's just doing Stephen A. Max Kellerman type shit, and it's just, it's kind of ridiculous, man. And it's just you know a little trivia for the fans before we move on. But like, so WWF back in the day before the E, they did a little competition called uh, Brawl for All or something like that, where they had the wrestler pro wrestlers, mind you, they're fake. You know, they're fake fighters, right? When I hand you a script, this person is going to win tonight, right? They had them actually real-time box. And then then the winner of the tournament was going to fight Butterbean. And if you guys know who Butterbean is, Butterbean is a real boxer, right? They had the guy who won the little tournament and fight Butterbean in a real boxing match. And the guy got knocked out in the first round very easily, very easily to the point where they were making documentaries about it. And they were Jeez. like, yes, the per- the person that put up that tournament, it, it was one of the worst moves he could have done. Cause that person is fucking, you know, he, he could have been physically damaged health wise. And that just goes to show like, you don't keep Jake Paul with a celebrity boxing, like Spence said, 
don't put that dude and against people who are treating this as their livelihood and actually boxing real fighters because the dude is going to get hurt, you know, and I, and people are going to, people are gonna still going to push that narrative. And I think it's a joke, man. I really yeah. do. When you talk about narratives, TJ Dillashaw is trying to push this narrative of him trying to get an immediate title shot after this. Uh, what would you say? Uh, punishment? I don't want to say ban, but like, what do you call it? Suspension that he had? Yeah. Yeah. For and the steroids. For, the for, for the steroids that they said there's no way in hell you can accidentally ingest without trying to put the shit in your body and you're a fucking cheater and you don't deserve shit. So why are you trying to ask people like that? Man, the the juiced up snake, right? Because he's a fucking snake. And it's it he's delusional, man. I swear to God, he he probably doing more than steroids. He's probably on like LSD or something. Because he he came and said he said Peter Yan and Henry Cejudo, they're not real bantamweight champs, they're only interim champs. And you know, of course, everybody's looking at him like, oh, this guy, you know, he he's still on steroids, he's steroid high because he's sitting there thinking he's the real champion. Like, come on, dude. Like you got knocked out by a flyweight in like 30 some seconds, you know, while you were on juice. Then you get coffee juice and you get your title stripped. Sorry, bro. You're not the champion no more. You're not. You like, you know what I mean? Like it's a, you're a fucking joke, you know? Like, yes. When you come back, do you deserve a top five fight in the Bantamweight division? Uh, yeah. You, you know, absolutely. But you know, a title shot? No, Abs- 100% no. You know, it's like, come on. He sounds yeah, like somebody's I'm- trying to get his ass beat again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's no what it is though. More than likely. Like, cause he was off for what, like two years from, he was suspended for like two years, right? He's trying yeah. to come off suspension from two years off of the juice straight <laughs> into a title shot. He sounds like somebody's yeah. trying to get his ass beat. Nah, you know, honestly, I don't think he's going to get his ass beat necessarily. I think more, cause honestly, the only thing I can think of for him to, I think he's delusional for requesting this for one, let me get that clear. Mm-hmm. But I think the only reason he's saying this is because he's probably thinking of John Jones to be honest. And in John Jones' situation, he didn't take an L on his way out the door because of a suspension. Like, in TJ's case, I think he's probably, more than likely, he probably had to come to face at some point with, hey, I'm a cheater. And I can't, like, I can't win. Can I win without a cheater? I don't know. And more than likely, he probably has just been his ass off this whole time, right? But even then, like, I feel you cheated. So you before you can go back, even like you won and you popped for like cocaine, like John did, where it was like, okay, that you went in a fight, you you tested positive for this before the fight, the week before the fight. So like it cocaine can only help him so much, right? Right. But you look at someone like John and you say, Hey, this worked for him, so it should work for me. And I'm sorry, TJ, that's not the case in this situation. You got to realize you need to take a top five fight. Like Lau said, I agree. Top five makes, makes all the right sense. If he has a great performance, then maybe he become maybe he becomes a number one. He fights for the number one guy against the number one guy and then goes for the fight or whatever. Or maybe he fight, or maybe that is as a great performance It's then, Hey, we need to give TJ a, a title fight. Right. Possibly. Mm-hmm. But like, he needs some, he needs something before this. That's all I. That's why I'll leave it at that. Like he needs something before a title fight, even for his own good and safety. He needs something before a title fight. We saw what happened with John when he fought OSP. 
like he still was dominant, but he still didn't look like the John we were used to because he was trying to get himself together in terms of like getting his feeling process out within the ring. So TJ needs to just wake up and realize like, hey, fight a top five guy and then you can go off to possibly fight for the championship. But don't sit there and think you're like God's gift to earth that you got caught cheating and <laughs> yeah. losing, losing and cheating. That doesn't yeah. even go together. You can't no. cheat and lose. You're supposed to cheat and win. <laughs> Don't yeah. cheat and lose. <laughs> like maybe for all that, you could have stayed natural. Maybe like, they could have put him against Cody or something, like in his comeback fight. I mean, uh, Cody uh, might I, knock him out. I hope Cody knocks him out. I, I don't like TJ Dillashaw, man. The guy's. I don't not, like Cody either. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I never heard of a guy like Spence said, you you know, you're juicing, you're juicing your asshole at NX, you know, you get starched by triple C and now you're talking, you're so delusional that you act like that never happened and be like, I deserve immediate title shot. Like, you know, you man, like, get this high. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably what it is. He still got the needle spoken in. So yeah, I'm for it. I mean, but I, I'll say this though, like, I'm curious to see how his return is going to be. I I will say this. I doubt it's going to be like Errol Spence's though, where Errol Spence came back after being out, after after beating up on Sean Porter, beating up on Sean Porter, had a car accident, was gone for a while because of a, the accident, surgery, and all of that. And he came back and fought Danny Garcia, who was undefeated, who was actually a legitimate fighter. Made him look like he had no business being in there. Like he took like he, his last fight was 30 days ago like i don't think tj has that possibility but from what i saw with errol spence it looks like it looks like the the king is back and they, they're talking now who who should he be fighting next well like what's your what's your thoughts thurman crawford who y'all thinking terence crawford i should not be Manny Pacquiao, nobody else uh bob Arum, you know as crooked as he is he needs to <laughs> put his pride aside and his, you know, his dying ego and get that fight booked, get it booked. It'll probably be the most money he'll make, you know, from that division in, in years. And I, you already know, apparently, you know, to work with Al Heyman is pretty easy. So, you know, get Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford in the same room, work that contract out. That's the fight that everybody wants to see. That's the fight that people are willing to pay hard earned money to go watch. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it, the, the fight books itself. Like, you know, I don't know what's going on with Crooked Bob, but you know, he's, he's. You heard what he said. What, what did, what did the crook say? What he said, he said, he said, I think this was like what maybe about a, at the end of Terrence Crawford's last fight last month, right? I think against Kell Brook. He said, he was like, you know, Terrence is a great fighter, but he doesn't bring in enough money. And you, you, that, you know how demeaning that is? Yes. You know, <laughs> exactly. If I was Terrence Crawford, as soon as my contract is up, I'm like, you know, kiss my ass. I'm going over to another organization. That, yeah, that's very demeaning. You're talking about the guy who's arguably pound for pound, right? And then you talk about, oh, he doesn't bring me any money. Yeah, because he's he's under your corrupt ass. He's mm-hmm. under you, you. Like the only person that really is bringing in money probably for him is Tyson Fury. But Tyson Fury is basically... It's the Tyson Fury show. It's himself. You don't, you know, like if I was Terrence Crawford, I would not be fucking, he probably isn't happy to hear that. Nobody would be happy. He said it right next to him. 
Yeah, that's demoralizing, bro. And I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, bro. I would get away from crooked ass Bob. You know, he's just a little better than fucking you know Oscar, but he he's he's crooked as hell. Him and Oscar, I wouldn't be surprised if they're they're tag team and scamming people for you know picking up the rule book of uh you know Don King for dummies. It's ridiculous, man. It it's it's I I don't like Bob. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> he if said Bob the Aaron. Don. <laughs> <laughs> said the Don King book for dummies. I'm you know, sick. And, and you know, he's the <laughs> ultimate crook of the ball. <laughs> he wrote the playbook on how to scam. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. I don't know if you not to go too far away from it, but I know um, it reminds me of who was it? Zab Judah. He did an interview like a couple months earlier this year, right? And he was saying how Don King was his manager. And he was like, I lost the fight, but the way Don wrote the contract. I still be I still kept my belt and I still was I lost the fight and was still the world champion. And somehow Don King, I didn't make any money out of it. And Don King got paid twice. Mm. Like <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he said that before. My he was God. like, he like he was like he's he's he fought he's fought a couple of times and Don King was getting paid twice off of him. Like he made he was like, Oh, Don King got a million, I got like three out of the four. But he was like, somehow Don wrote the contract up where he got pretty much like two and a half million and I got one and a half million from it. And I still had to pay taxes and everything on that. Yo, man, it's they, like, he's in the crook hall of fame, man. You know, the OG crook, scam. Uh, yeah, man. Like, and Bob, and Bob Aram probably picked up, you know, cause he's older than Don, I'm assuming. He probably picked up some shit from Don, you know? What? So like, it, I mean, I'm, that's I'm what, what well, my bad, go ahead. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if Bob Aram, he's, he's been working with the WBC, you know, and they have like this whole crooked organization going on. So it's, it's ridiculous, bro. I mean, it's not, it wouldn't be surprising. I'll say that. It wouldn't be surprising. It, it, it got to a point, I know that Dana White even came out and said something. And this was like a couple weeks, this was a couple weeks ago, right after one of the, one of his fights he had over the weekend. And he was just like, you know, Honestly, Bob, and I might've said this before on here, Bob needs to like, that's not the fighter's issue. Like the fighter's only job is to fight and give you good performances. That's your job to figure out how to make money. He was like, even with my fighters, it's not their job to figure out how the company's supposed to make money. Their job is to put on good performances. If they put on good performances, we should make money at the end of the day. And at that moment, if you're doing your job, it's my job to promote at the end of the day. So someone like him, I'll say like he, like someone like him has, he has to grow out of it. And like, and like, um, I'm gonna skip past something. Um, even though like he has to, he has to, he has to realize like, Hey, someone like Dana is so transparent in what he does. He even, he came out and even he said, I think last night that he, they had to cut Yoel Romero. And I think there's about 60 to 80 more fighters that'll be cut by the end of this year. And early yeah. next year, just because of like the trimming that they have to make, but he's doing it from a not from a malice place. He's doing it from a hey, this is business. I wish you nothing but the best. I don't want to keep you here. I let you off to go do your own thing. Bob is just crooked. Like yo, yeah. you're gonna fight for me. You're gonna fight for me. I'm gonna give you what I want when I want. And honestly, it's because of him. That's why we have Don King. But well, I'll talk about that another time though. Well, I mean, with these people getting released from the UFC, like, I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see who might go from the more people who are actually winning to compare it to some of the people who are on losing streaks. Like, 
if I had to assume some of these people that we actually like that we might not see are people, I would say people in like danger would be people like people like Rachel Ostevich. And maybe we might catch a surprise or two that might be like your Kevin Lee's or something like that. And I hope Kevin Lee doesn't get cut because, I mean, I think he's on a losing streak right now or definitely losing like maybe two of his last three or some shit like that. But it's it's not going to look too hot for people like that. I Honestly, I'm not mad at the cuts. You know, that's going to happen because, you know, we know that the Connors, the John Jones, you know, those guys, they're not going to get cut. Right. Yeah. The Israel Adesanya's. So yeah. we're, those guys obviously not getting cut. But like when it, when Yoel Romero getting cut, yes, it is a little surprising, especially since he's a top five middleweight. He, you know, uh, it's kind of like. It's a good thing. It's not a good thing for the fighter itself. Yes, you know, you're no longer fighting for the top promotion in MMA. But it's a good thing for, like, uh, the the balance of MMA, right? Because now you see these guys coming to other organizations. And it helps the, the market flourish, you know what I mean? Like... And granted, UFC is going gonna, is gonna to be the top promotion. Probably going to be top promotion, you know, when our grandkids are, are alive. So it, it's like... But it's good for these other promotions to be, you know, start getting other fighters that used to fight in the UFC as well. And it, it, it helps give a care to start watching shit outside of the UFC, too. And I, so this way you could pay attention of like, OK, you know, this guy might go to the UFC. I know who the how this guy is. This guy is not a bad fighter or, oh, this guy is a bump. No, I, I, I don't think it's as bad as, as some people may make it out to be. Yeah, I, I can agree to that. I, to be honest with you, listening to you say that, what it what it makes me think of is MMA. This may be like the most beneficial thing for the sport because it to me it make, it reminds me of like, and I was kind of young at that time when MMA was like a thing. But you guys will remember when you had like all the different promotions where you had like sure dog fighting, and then you had um like the fight, like the different leagues in, in Japan and across the world, where it gave you a reason to say, oh, well, I'm watching, I might be watching this one production here, and then I might be watching the same fight. I may watch uh, Shogun fighting a couple different promotions, but he's fighting fighters from these different promotions that you, I'm not going to see in the UFC. Or I may, they may, they may be talented, but maybe for whatever reason, they can't get over into the UFC for whatever reason, long story short. So I do agree. Like, I think this is, this may be more beneficial to the sport. And I think it'll make, it'll help the UFC, I think, because it'll create a, a tighter talent pool where you have someone like Yoel Romero, who's a freak of nature. He's like 45, but he's unfortunately on a, a his last fight, his last loss, well, not his last loss, but he fought for the belt recently in the past, what, year or two? Right. So having someone like that taking these losses and take, even though he's taking losses against the top competition, Yoel Romero will probably be champion in another fighting promotion, right? Like if one FC, he may be the, he may end up being the number one guy there or the number one guy in Bellator, even though he's at that old age. Right. And it's just like, Hey, if you have more talent across the board, it, it allow, it'll allow us to actually want to watch more of it. And I think what the UFC is trying to do is like, Hey, Someone like Yoel Romero, he's not going to become champion. He's never going to get to eat. And if he's never going to become champion in the UFC, he's getting old. And at this point, it's better to let him go to do something great somewhere else and let some younger guy come up 
because some younger guy might not be able to beat Yoel, but he may be able to beat the champion just because the styles make fights, right. essentially. Unfortunately, that's how it can work. So I'm hopeful to see what comes of this. Uh, it is unfortunate knowing like a lot of good names that we are familiar with will probably be cut. But it also means it gives us it gives us all as fans a reason to like check out other promotions and seeing how I think I think the the biggest thing for a lot of these big names because Ariel even came out on Twitter and was saying, granted, I know what we said about Ariel recently, but he came out on Twitter even said, listen, you're gonna have like a lot of he's hearing rumors of his possibly 80 fighters at max. Ooh. So you cutting 80 fighters and some of them being like names we're familiar with to trim the fat off the business. I mean, I'm going to just go watch them somewhere else. And we're, and most of us are going to question, Hey, Dana cut Yoel, but is Yoel still nice enough to be that guy in Bellator? Or is he that guy that good to be the guy in one FC? So, well, I don't think somebody like Yoel, I mean, let's, you know, let's be real. That's just for an example. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not, this has nothing to do with your take, but just, you know, okay. from speaking for myself, um, you know, let's be real about him. Like he's in his forties or if he's not there already, he's like well on the way to being there. Like how much more are we really going to get out of like, Yoel at this point in time? I mean, shit, Anderson Silva was cut for something similar. He was also in his forties and still fighting. Like at some point in time, that car is going to start running. You know what I mean? So like, it's just kind of is what it is with that. And uh, hopefully, like, some of the more younger fighters, the more promising fighters they can keep. But I wouldn't be surprised if we definitely see a few um, surprises along the way. But yeah, speaking of surprises. I, I, God, yeah. I, was to, I was trying to do a different transition. Speaking of this. Because yeah, this is because, funny. Because, <laughs> no, because it's, it's two ways. It's either when uh when it comes to or speaking of that's why i was like i was like yeah i'm like i was like yeah i was going to try to hit a transition but you got it yeah we'll, we'll think of some new transitions next week listeners like why don't why don't y'all put something in the comments help us out as a what we should try and nah play. you don't even now i mean yeah matter of fact fuck it i'll let y'all help us out like <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of uh, people going to different places we have John Wall going to the Houston Rockets and Russell Westbrook coming to the Wizards. Now, Lau, as our, you know, w Wizards correspondent, how do you feel about this? Well, I'm just going to let you know, Nigel, the Washington Wizards fan base uh, and the community over Washington, D.C., they're not happy. They're not happy. <laughs> but now back to you, Nigel, Action News. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I think the people here at the Highly Advised Podcast were interested to see what goes on with Russell Westbrook on the team with the Wizards. I think if they can get one more piece, then they could be a kind of dangerous team they're talking about james harden coming to the sixers i think that would be kind of interesting but play or to say um what is it free agency hasn't really shaped out just yet well they're saying demarcus DeRozan is another rumor to be coming from the spurs to go to the wizards um so it's looking like the wizards they're like, hey, you know, we might have a chance to compete this year. They get DeMarcus DeRozan. You have Westbrook, DeRozan, and Bradley Beal. You know, that's a that's a for sure playoff team. Yeah. How far they'll go, only time could tell, right? Because, you know, chemistry plays in a factor with that. But uh, with Westbrook and Beal by itself, that's a playoff team. So it, with the Wizards, you know, 
with for the past three four years you're like man this looks like you know things are going grim but now things are looking promising with just one fucking trade and it's kind of crazy it's it's crazy so you know i'm a wizards fan so you know i'm definitely tune in but you know i can only imagine like the extremely super diehard hey i got the old magician sitting on the back of the wall (laughs) fans you know i imagine how they feel I mean, I'm just glad people are getting out of the West, man, because there's so many fucking all-stars in the West, and I'm glad that some people are finally coming to the East. Yeah. yeah I, I think that does help also. Like, I mean, I think for, comp- like we were saying earlier, with competition. Like, I think it'll help with the game also. And I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what happens with John Wall, because I think he's been out for, what, a couple, like about two years now. Yeah. So he's been it's... Yeah, unfortunately, that's the thing. That's why. That's why I'm curious to see how that works. But luckily, him and well, he'll be in a good. He'll be on the right team. I'll put it that way. Uh, he'll well, be. He'll feel like he'll feel at home. He'll feel well, at home with some of the players on the team. So. Oh, oh, I, I know what you're referencing. Yeah. But uh, but Harden, <laughs> I think Harden's gonna leave. He come on. He he's he wants to win something. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I I feel you on that. I mean, I'm not sure. At some point, at some point, every player has to feel like they want want to be a champion because I mean, well, hold on, didn't wasn't he cursed by Lil B anyway? No, the curse Lil, still standing. No, Lil B lifted the curse, man. He he lifted the curse, but that doesn't mean because he lifts the curse, that means you were good enough to win. KD was always good enough to win, and then once he <laughs> once the curse. <laughs> Once the curse was lifted, he's saying he want back to back. He could have won three times in a row, but the Achilles happened. Maybe we should so, ask him on Twitter just to be like, "Hey, are there any existing curses we need to know about?" He'll answer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll reach out to him. I'll reach. I'll reach out to him because I, I I need to be in good standings with him. You feel me? So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, especially after some of the shit that you've uh, said. Especially when we dropped that Legends versus Icons episode. Yeah. Well, we. Yeah. Let. Yeah. I'm not even going to, we're not even going to say too much. Uh, yeah, just know, not too much. just keep your eyes out for some, we got some good stuff coming, but I know when it comes to like, when it just comes to like, just the, fo- not the football, but basketball season, Um, I think this would be a year I'll be more interested. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big basketball fan, but I, I think this would be a season I'll be more interested in watching just definitely with the competition more on the East. Um, I'm a Sixers fan, but I'm probably like I like I said, I don't keep up with sports well enough to really to to give like the create like I have I can give you some opinions, but I can't give you like I can get I'm not gonna give you no DC opinions, but I'll give you like a decent opinion. Not better than DC. Better than DC and Ariel, but I'll I'll <laughs> leave it at I can leave it at that. Like I I know what I'm talking about. So have you seen but, DC sports news as the you know the other thing that's going on this week? I thought you were about to mention it. Oh, I was. You talking about you talking about you the the Steelers or something like that? Something Steelers like that. Are... Go, go ahead, Nigel. Go ahead. You you've been dying to talk about this. You've been dying to talk about this. You keep mentioning it. He keeps texting us when we talk about the Steelers. When we talk about the Steelers, every go time. ahead, go ahead, Nigel. You know you want to talk about the Steelers. So, listeners, recently Lau What's... has been calling me and telling me that the Redskins, or I'm sorry, the Washington Football Team will be the one in 11 and one against the Steelers. This is something that he's called me multiple times and said, I haven't brought it up to him. He just keeps on saying, hey, you're going to lose. You're having a short week, blah, 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 blah. What I'll say in response is this. Is it possible that his team beats us? 
out of the NFC East, if there were one te- team to beat us, I would say it probably would be the Washington football team. They have a pretty solid defense, and their offense is starting to click. So it's possible that they can be the one in 11-1. Now, do I want that to happen? No. I will have to hear about it for a very long time. Hey, man, it's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm done with you, yo. I'm done. I'm uh, done with you, yo. I have nothing um, more to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Lau just ended us on off the best note, man. It's uh, a spoiler, y'all. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say real quick before we get out of here? Um, uh, oh, go ahead, Lau. Uh, just, well, uh, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts about as something that's been happening in the world of entertainment, and uh, and you don't have to give long takes or nothing. So as regards to like the PlayStation 5, right? There's people that's been reselling it for like 1200. Some people sold it for like, or trying to sell it for like 2000 bucks. Do you, and they're not just selling like one or two consoles. They're, you know, they're buying out all the stock and they're reselling all the stock for like thousands of dollars. So do you guys think that's right for them to do that? And do you think there should be some type of, uh, there should be some type of praise against like people hustling or you think there should be some type of uh, penalization for people like, like I said, once again, not buying one or two consoles, but you're buying like 20 to 30 consoles. Yeah. And you're selling it for like double or triple the price of, of uh, retail. I'll say this and I'll only say this because I, so to keep us not too long, the game is the game at the end of the day. Like, the game is the is the game. That's all I can say. You can take that how you want. It's a double entendre. You ain't even gotta ask me how. But the game is the game, bro. And by all means, if you snooze, you lose. If you got quick, if you got quick feet, you got a hot seat. So that's how I look at it. At the end of the day, like if, if, if listen, if you can't afford it, if you can't get it. Listen, it's a game. It's a game system. That's all I know. Last time I checked, unless y'all know something I don't know about game systems, last time I checked, everybody can get the game system eventually. It's just going to take a while. So, but the game is a game. That's all I can say. So, the game is a game. I agree with Spence for the most part. Is it frustrating? Yes. But is it a way of life? Yes. With that, listeners, I think we will leave y'all. <laughs> you have been highly advised. We will see y'all oh. next week. Oh, hold on, wait. Go ahead, Spence. Well, I was going to say, um, only thing I was going to tell people, because there's some new music that drink came water. out this week. Uh, well, of course, always drink your water. That's a that's a given. But I think people should check out this album by this kid named Simba, Simba which is a very weird and different name. Well, not weird, but it's um, he had a project that came out called Don't Run From Rap. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's actually a really good project. Has a couple good artists on there from Two Chains to OT Genesis, Moneybag, so on and so forth. But it's like actually like him, an actual conscious rapper, but like having that balance of like regular rap, like just what what people are rapping today, or at least the beats that people are rapping on. So definitely someone I would tell people to check out. So that's actually the guy that was on my story I put up. With that, listen. That being said, drink, drink your, drink your water. (laughs) Eat your food, make sure you wear your mask, put your sanitizer on, keep your gloves tight, and make sure you've been advised not to play these games out here because the numbers are high, they're spiking up, and you know what's best? Staying inside. 
Stay with your family. Zoom, Zoom with your family on the holidays and just know you've been highly advised. With that, listeners, make sure you follow us at the Highly Advised Podcast, at Highly Advised One on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube on the streaming platforms. Make sure that you comment, leave a review, give us five stars. If you ain't giving us five stars, we're breaking your goddamn neck. And thank you for tuning in to the Highly Advised Podcast. Boom, boom, boom. Yo, that's wow. so See violent. Y'all next week. <laughs> See y'all next week. <laughs>